Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the Scout! Week 7, coming up next on the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. Let's get to it, baby. Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. I am the voice of the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. Week 7 is about done, recording this episode right after Monday Night Football, and this week I'm going to be breaking down who are the MVPs in every single game, but not just the MVP of the game, but the MVP of every single team, because there are some close games today, and it's really not fair, you know, just because of one little slight thing that may have happened in the game to cause one team to win and another team to lose, that the MVP should only be recognized on the winning team. There were plenty of good players on plenty of good teams today that did a lot to make themselves valuable. In many cases, the most valuable player of the game was actually on the losing team. So when when you look at that, um, that is going to be the format of how I'm going to put together the show on Sundays from now on. You guys have questions. You know that every single Wednesday is a question and answer day. Typically, if you email me your questions to try to get on the show, it will take a few weeks. If you email to me this week... Probably going to be looking at early November in terms of getting your question getting your question on the show. You can email me directly at stevethescout81 at gmail.com. Again, stevethescout81 at gmail.com. My show is distributed through an app called Anchor.fm. So if you go to your Google Play Store or, or whatever, um, there is an option when you download Anchor to send me a voice message. That will go directly to me, and then I can also get your question on the show so people will actually hear your question being spoken on the show. Uh, As of this point, everyone seems to send me email, but definitely that is another way that you can send it as well. Again, also for more information, Steve the Scout, 81 at Twitter, and the Pro Football Scouting Podcast on Facebook. So taking a look at the first game, the Browns at the Buccaneers. Let's look at who are the MVPs for both teams in this game. The Buccaneers' MVP to me was O.J. Howard. I'll tell you why. He had he, he had five catches for about 61 yards. You know, he you know, there there are Mike Evans had more catches and more yards than him, but O.J. Howard did a great job blocking this game in critical moments, and he made a lot of good catches that were very tough to make in, in critical moments that actually, if not for that, if not for those efforts, the Buccaneers would have not would have not won this game. Jameis Winston played very well, uh, but he also played very poorly. I can't say he's the MVP despite the fact that he had 350 passing yards, 55 yards rushing. Um, I still can't make him the MVP because he threw an interception at a very critical moment in overtime. Uh, He was careless with the ball at other times in the game. And if if not for the Browns screwing up, fumbling in their own territory, um, in overtime, you know, he, the Buccaneers, you know, probably would have lost that game. So, uh, but OJ Howard, look, he was blocking. Uh, he, 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 he was, he was receiving, but also he was catching balls that were very, very difficult. Um, you know, he is, he is a guy with sure hands that can block really the complete tight end and, uh, not surprised that he's come on strong this year for, for the Cleveland Browns, their, their MVP for me is Nick Chubb. 
Uh, I thought Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett, and Jarvis Landry, all three of those guys played well today. But Nick Chubb, now that they don't have Carlos Hyde there, uh, Nick Chubb, what he did today is he gave them an identity and he gave them the ability to vary up what they were doing on offense. He had 18, 18 carries for 81 yards, but he ran hard, physical, downhill, uh, had, gr had great vision. And uh, if not for him moving the rock the way he was, it would have not allowed for the passing game to open up like it did, thus keeping the Browns in the game. Uh, Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield was great. Um, he, he was good with the football, accurate, uh, made, a, made a number of plays with his legs. Miles Garrett got a couple sacks, and he got his sacks actually at key moments. Uh, one time, you know, was, was actually, I believe it was a... A third and 16 or something like that. Or it was either third or fourth down. I don't remember. But then another one, uh, he actually sacked him and also knocked the ball out of Jameis Winston's hand, forcing a turnover. So he was he was good today. Didn't do a whole lot against the run. But if you look throughout that game, Miles Garrett had consistent pressure and also a great game from Jarvis Landry, about 100 yards receiving on the ground, on the ground for him. But Nick Chubb opened up the game for the Browns. He is my MVP for Cleveland, my MVP again for Tampa Bay is tight end O.J. Howard. Next game up is what I said was the best matchup of the week, and it was a damn good game. The Ravens hosted the Saints today. Looking at the MVPs of both sides, I believe they were the quarterbacks. From, you know, let, let's, let's talk about Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco for a second. You look at how he played last year. You got to remember last year, Flacco did not have a full training camp. Um, some things in the offense were changing. He comes in this year, has has new weapons to throw to, uh, has has a full training camp to work with them, and he has looked as good as he has any season ever. When I looked at Joe Flacco today, from the first time he stepped up in the pocket and delivered the ball, something told me he's gonna ha he's gonna have a good day. He looks really good and he looks really comfortable. Uh, one thing that really helped the Ravens on offense was their receivers made plays. Michael Crabtree made plays against Marshawn Lattimore, and John Brown used his speed to be effective. But when when it comes when it comes down to it, I think the Ravens uh, are really a a good running back away from being a Super Bowl contender. That's what's holding them back right now. That is that is really why they didn't win the game. I understand Justin Tucker, and I'll you know missed an extra point late. I'll get to that in a second. But um, you know you, you look at the Ravens as a whole. Every, you know, their defense played good. Eric Weddle, Terrell Suggs, you know, great guys, great, great days all around from all these different guys. But when you look at who is the most valuable player, it was it was Joe Flacco. He was accurate. He stepped up in the pocket and he made all he made all the throws that you wanted to see. Same thing on the other side of the ball. Drew Brees went 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 against what I believe now after watching them, you know, the last few weeks are probably the best defense in the NFL. Statistically speaking, Baltimore is, but when you saw them today and the amount of pressure that they sent after Drew Brees, it was it was, it was not an easy game to win. Uh, despite Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram both looking good, they they still couldn't get things going on the ground the way they wanted to. So a lot of it fell on Drew Brees, and you know he made the plays to keep the Saints in the game and eventually help them win it. So the game was actually actually was going to go to overtime. Um, Baltimore actually scored a late touchdown to tie it. And then, out of all things, Justin Tucker, who has never missed an extra point in, in his entire life, instead of the game going to overtime at 24-24, the game ends up New Orleans 24, Baltimore 23 with 15 seconds to go. That sealed the game for New Orleans. Those are my MVPs for that one. 
And again, another heartbreaking loss. This Sunday, we had quite a number of heartbreaking losses. We just talked about the Ravens and the Saints. Justin Tucker could have sent it to overtime just by making the extra point. And then you go to the next game, which is the Panthers visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles had a 17-0 lead going into the fourth quarter. And Carolina's MVP of this game is Cam Newton because... Uh, Cam Newton brought this team back, and, and they scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win the game 20, 21-17. Uh, Cam Newton played up played under duress. He used he used his legs, and he was big in critical moments. He is he is my MVP of that game. Luke Keegley, great game, but he wasn't valuable just because a lot of his production came while Philadelphia was, was scoring points. So great game by Luke Keegley. Um, other players in the Panthers stepped up, but no one really played uh, or was as valuable as Cam Newton. When you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, yes, they lost the game, but Carson Wentz uh, was was absolutely outstanding. He is he is my MVP of that one. It's really hard for me to not give the MVP award to wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey, but I just have to because Wentz just contributed so much. Wentz was 30 for 37, 310 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, when you look at Alshon Jeffrey, he had seven catches for 88 yards. Uh, look, the quarterback just contributes more. And Zach Ertz also had a big day. But uh, I don't know. Zach Ertz had nine catches for 138 yards. And many of them were impressive catches. But the most impressive catches maybe I saw on Sunday uh, was by Eagles re- Eagles receiver, receiver Alshon Jeffrey. But Carson Wentz distributed the ball so well. He is my MVP. So again... Going with, going with the quarterbacks in this one, Carson Wentz and Cam Newton. Next up, we have the Showtime Los Angeles Rams, because to me now they are starting to become the Lakers of football, traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. The Rams went into this game 6-0 undefeated. They left this game 7-0 undefeated after winning 39-10. Their MVP was three technique, Aaron Donald. He registered four sacks today from the three technique position. When you, look, when you look at Donald and what he did today, he generated pressure throughout the entire game. So it wasn't just the four sacks that he had, which is absolutely ridiculous considering the position he's playing from, but he was generating pressure all day. Not only that, the sacks that, the sacks that he got, they were hard to come by sacks. He, um, it, was, it was good blocking, good protection. Aaron Donald was just too strong and too quick off the ball for them to do anything about it. A couple times, he actually drove the tackle back into the quarterback. On the other side of the ball for San Francisco, the 49ers, their best player today was tight end George Kittle. He has been one of the best players on their team this year. Uh, I'm glad to see they know how to use him correctly. They use him very well, but unfortunately, as good of a game as George Kittle had at the tight end position, being a blocker and a receiver, it was just not good enough to overcome the Los Angeles Rams and their star defensive tackle slash defensive end, Aaron Donald. Next up, we had an NFC East clash where the Washington Redskins played host to the Dallas Cowboys. The Redskins, there are three guys that I could talk about giving that MVP award for their team. Number one, right guard Brandon Sheriff was outstanding all day long. He kept giving Alex Smith a clean pocket, and he also made some very critical blocks. He made a key block for the Redskins' first touchdown of the game. It was actually a 40-yard run, which would have not happened if not for Brandon Sheriff making an ultra-athletic block that, quite honestly, most, most guards are just not able to make. You look at Adrian Peterson, 100 yards on the ground today. He looks like he found the fountain of youth being back here with the Washington Redskins. I understand he didn't look like the same player 
uh, last year when he went to a couple different teams. But if you look at him now, he has he has his explosiveness. He has his vision. I mean, he's always had his vision. But more than anything else, I mean, he's just the explosive Adrian Peterson that we remember. So he is he is still, when you look at him right now, right now in terms of today speaking, he's one of the best running backs in the NFL even today. He looked Really impressive today. I thought this from from the very moment I saw him in preseason. If you remember, if you go back and hear my predictions, I said Adrian Peterson is going to have a bounce back year. He's done. He's done that so far. But the real MVP for the Washington Redskins is linebacker Ryan Kerrigan. I'll tell you why. Ryan Kerrigan destroyed two drives for the Dallas Cowboys. There is there was a critical third down where he sacked Dak, Dak Prescott. Force. I'm sorry. He sacked him on on a on a second down. But he sacked him for about a 10-yard loss, so that really killed the drive right then and there. Dallas was trying to make a comeback late in the game. Ryan Kerrigan made a strip sack, recovered it, and uh, you know that closed out the game. So he literally, uh, you could say he took away anywhere from 10 to 14 points away from the Cowboys today. That's a lot for one defensive player to do. My MVP for the Redskins is linebacker Ryan Kerrigan. When I look at Dallas, Dak Prescott was under duress all day. Uh, the war in the trenches, when you look at Dallas's offensive line and Washington's defensive line, Washington won that. That helped them win the game. But uh, Dak Prescott, for being under pressure all day, he made a lot of good throws, showed poise, and I thought he played well considering considering the circumstances. No one really stood out on Dallas's you know, defense enough to say that they were the MVP, so I definitely give it to Dak Prescott. He had a hard task today dealing with that defensive line, had a lot of pressure, but still managed to play good football. Next up, we have the New York Jets hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings traveling to New Jersey to take on the Jets. MVPs of this one, looking at Minnesota, it definitely goes to Adam Thielen. His sixth week in a row with 100 yards receiving. Arguably been the best wide receiver in the NFL this year. He is, he is a slippery guy with great body control. When you, look at, when you look at the Jets, tough one because your quarterback, again, threw, had a game where he had multiple interceptions. If you look at the tape on Darnold today, he had a lot of really good, tough throws that he made, but he also had a lot of erratic throws, and you can't be inconsistent like that and expect to win in the NFL. But I thought the best player for the Jets today was left tackle Kelvin Beecham. Uh, the Jets' offensive line, they did a pretty good job uh, keeping Sam Darnold clean uh, against this Vikings pass rush, which has a lot of talent on there. Good job by the offensive line. Unfortunately, Sam Darnold, uh, you know, he, he had too many erratic throws. Also, you know, the Jets the Jets' whole run game got messed up once Bilal Powell got injured. That really changed things for them, and uh, Minnesota came out on top, arguably because they have a better quarterback, and they definitely do have the better receivers. So, again, MVPs for this one. Left tackle for the Jets, Kelvin Beecham. For the Minnesota Vikings, wide receiver, Adam Thielen. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Detroit, they are a completely different team with rookie running back Carrion Johnson. If you remember when I started the show six months ago, I talked about Carrion Johnson being a big draft steal. It looked like he was originally going to go in the fourth round, but ended up going in the second round to Detroit. Uh, what I mentioned for this guy is the only thing that concerned me, the ability was certainly there. I was just concerned whether his frame would hold up at this level. But but I said, while his frame does hold up, 
he's going to kick some ass. And if you look at him today, um, as as good of a job as the Detroit Lions offensive line did, those runs happened because Kerryon Johnson was just that damn good today. Uh, he, he I've never seen a running back where there's such a discrepancy between what their play strength is and what and what their gym strength is. Only put up 225 nine times in the bench press of the combine. Not good for a running back, but he plays strong like like an animal. He had a mean stiff arm on, on Kiko Alonso today, and when he hits the outside or when he breaks through he breaks through a hole, he does it with a lot of explosion. Uh, a, lo- a lot of explosion. He r- he runs strong, and he is and he is aggressive. He is a physical running back who I don't I don't know exactly how long his body will hold up, but um, he is he is a weapon. Was great today in the screen game. Uh, Matt Patricia, Carry on Johnson, Carry uh, on Johnson just makes that offense so much different. That is that is the key thing I think Detroit has been missing from their team in recent years more so than anything is, is a running back. Uh, before this year, it was 30-plus games where they had a 100-yard rusher on the ground. Carryon Johnson's done that multiple times. He is making this team better. No question, he, he, is, he, is, he is the MVP of that one for the Detroit Lions. When you look at the Miami Dolphins, Brock Osweiler... He he hasn't had a whole lot of time to he hasn't had a whole lot of time to work with this team. Miami has decent receivers. They don't have elite receivers. But uh, when you look at the job that he did today, he stepped up in the pocket. He was a lot more accurate um, than usual. He made he made throws that were that were not very easy to make. Showed a lot of arm strength. And uh, if Miami lost the game, it certainly wasn't because of him. Um, it really was because Carryon Johnson was that good. So a good job by Brock Osweiler. I still don't think he's a long-term solution. I believe he has some accuracy issues. I believe he still has some issues reading reading defenses. Um, and I, you know, as strong of an arm as he has, I don't think he's a solution. But you, I can't deny that you know he he did a he did a good he did a good job today. But uh, you know, no question, Carryon Johnson was the best player in this game. But those are my MVPs again. Carry on, Johnson, Brock Osweiler. Next up, the Houston Texans travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. MVPs in this game for Jacksonville, they, they had a number of good players. They had a number of players play well on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I thought Dante Moncrief did a really good job this game, their wide receiver. But I thought for Jacksonville, uh, despite the fact that they had a 100-yard rushing game, Calais Campbell was really good against, really good against the run today. Uh, I thought he was very impressive with his one-on-one battles. I thought overall he was the best player on their defense. Jalen Ramsey, he he played good, but he was going against DeAndre Hopkins, uh, despite you know some very difficult catches that Hopkins made. Outside of that, Jalen Ramsey played played pretty okay against him. Um, but really, I thought Calais Campbell was the best player on Jacksonville's defense today. Houston Texans, Jadavion Clowney was their, was their best player on defense. He was great against the run. He also had a couple quarterback sacks. J.J. Watt, despite not really getting any sacks, he did generate pressure. But Lamar Miller is the MVP for the Houston Texans. I'll tell you why. Uh, Deshaun Watson, although he didn't play bad today, that, that passing game really, it, it got going. Uh, it got going uh, more than the statistical representation of that game would tell you. Um but really, Lamar Miller is what got that offense going, so he he is my MVP. So again, uh, Jacksonville, their MVP, Calais Campbell, Houston Texans running back, Lamar Miller. Next up, we had the Buffalo Bills traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The Colts won this game, and they dominated it. Why? couple reasons. Number one, 
Buffalo had Derek Anderson, a quarterback, a guy who's not an NFL starting quarterback, has not played a game in years, and the Colts' defense, they were able to rattle him early. They got pressure. The Colts' defense won in the, won in the trenches today. That, that was huge for them. But what also helped make this game a blowout were three players. One of them was the game MVP, who I'm going to go over last, but the other two were quarterbacks Andrew Luck and running back Marlon Mack. Andrew Luck went 17 for 23, threw for a buck 56, four touchdown passes. But th- some of those touchdown passes were very difficult throws. He read the defense very well the entire day. Uh, and despite not having a lot of yards throwing, he was exceptionally good today. Marlon Mack looked 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 exceptional on the ground today. He, he saw the field very well. He was explosive. Yes, I thought the Colts offensive line did a great job helping him out. That is why my player of the game is guard Quentin Nelson. He was dominant in every single one-on-one battle that he had today. And the rookie guard from Notre Dame won big. Uh, he won he won big in terms of his one-on-one, was helpful in double teams, and on two key plays that resulted in Colts touchdowns, Quentin Nelson made, made key blocks that most guards in the league would not be able to make. He finished blocks today. When he got off one block, he went, he went ahead and took care of someone else. Great game today from number 56 of the Colts, their rookie guard, Quentin Nelson. Uh, for the Buffalo Bills, I thought their best player today, despite them not having a touchdown, was running back Chris Ivory. Chris Ivory was nasty going downhill today. He got hurt during the game and he came back and he and he came back and continued to play. Chris Ivory had 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 great vision when he when he had a hole, he took it and he was a load to bring down. Good job by the Bills former Jets running back Chris Ivory. So again, my MVPs are Quentin Nelson of the Colts and for the Bills running back Chris Ivory. Next up we had a rematch of the 1985 Super Bowl. And we certainly did not see the 85 Bears today when the New England Patriots traveled to Chicago to take on the Bears. One of the things that really hurt them this game was Khalil Mack coming into the game with an ankle injury. Because of that ankle injury, he was not disruptive today. That changed things a lot. Uh, Despite Brady picking apart the Bears' defense, some of the players in the Bears' secondary played well. Uh, Former Giants cornerback, Cornerback Prince Mukamara has been very good this year. I thought he made a number of good plays today, even though he came into the game with a with a ha- with a hamstring injury. Adrian Amos had some had some key plays, but ultimately Tom Brady is the Patriots MVP because yet again he picked apart another defense. I know James White was good and had some great plays, but if you if you look at if you look at Tom Brady. Um, what he what he's good at and what he's best at is what he does pre-play and and how he gets the how he gets his players in position to win. Uh, that combined with Josh McDaniels being there for 17 years calling the plays for them, it just makes the Patriots' offense one of the hardest ones in the, in the league to defend. A reason why they're always a top team. But Tom Brady made this thing happen today. No, he he wasn't he wasn't making the most difficult throws all day long. But Tom Brady has a lot of moving pieces around him. He knows how to utilize it, get everyone in, into the right position, and make that team successful. He did it. He did it again today. For the Chicago Bears, I thought Trey Burton was their MVP. Uh, tight end Trey Burton was was the only guy in the receiving game that was really giving them any help. Uh, I thought for the Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky, despite throwing for about 350 yards, he didn't play very good today. Um, there were there were a number of passes that were not intercepted that should have been, and he already threw two picks. Trubisky looked good at times, but at times 
He was he was way too erratic. So despite his stats, I did not think it was a good game for the Chicago quarterback. Tom Brady was certainly the better quarterback today. He got his team in position to win. And again, my game MVPs are New are New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady and Chicago Bears tight end Trey Burton. So then we move on to our London game, and yet another heartbreaking loss for an NFL franchise and their fan base on Sunday. The Tennessee Titans played the Chargers in London, and the Titans, they they had this game going to overtime. They drove downfield at the very end of the game with virtually no time left, and instead of going for the extra point and trying to, and trying to trust their defense, they went for the two-point conversion on a bad play call and a bad pass combined with good coverage. That loss, that resulted to that two-point conversion not being successful. Thus, the Titans lost the game. Uh, I would have I would have liked to see the Titans try to send this game to overtime. I thought they would have had a chance. Marcus Mariota has played a lot better than he has in weeks past. Uh, although he didn't he didn't he didn't attempt many big passes, I thought Mariota played exceptionally well, and he threw he threw with a lot of zip into tight windows. He's been struggling with a hand injury, but he played better. Who also played better was the Titans' offensive line. They did a much better job this week. Which is hard not to do because last week they let up 11 sacks against Baltimore, but they definitely bounced back. But Tennessee would not have been in this game without running back Deion Lewis. That is why he is my MVP of this one for Tennessee. Uh, Deion Lewis was a spark plug today. He saw the field well, ran th- ran between the tackles, and as a as a receiving back uh, was a huge threat today and and racked up a lot of yards as a receiver as well. Um, this this game, good good game by the Titans, a much better game than they've played in recent weeks. I thought Deion Lewis was their best player, but again, improved play from Marcus Mariota and the and the Titans offensive line. But because Marcus Mariota did not attempt many passes downfield, having Deion Lewis have such a big game made him their MVP, no question about it. And then when I look at the Los Angeles Chargers, it's really easy to say that I should make the MVP Phillip Rivers, but the truth is. Philip Rivers benefited a lot today from busted coverage. And the Los Angeles Chargers on the defensive side of the ball, they had some issues today. They were missing tackles like crazy today. But you know who wasn't missing tackles and who was making big plays? Edge rusher Melvin Ingram. He was my MVP. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I saw Melvin Ingram, he made he made a lot of great swim moves. He used his bull rush. He he just showed off. He showed off a wide array of different pass rush moves today. He was able to win getting outside leverage and inside leverage. Uh, he was exceptional against the run and pressured the quarterback. Ingram was outstanding. He's my game MVP. And from the Tennessee Titans again, Deion Lewis. Good job, Melvin Ingram. Deion Lewis, my MVPs of this one. All right, before moving on to Sunday Night Football, uh, let's go over some of the crazy things that happened this week and some of the things that I've learned. Uh, again, let's just review. There were a lot of heartbreaking losses this week. The Ravens missed an the Ravens missed an extra point that would have taken it to overtime. The first extra point miss in Justin Tucker's career. He's been one of the best kickers in the league for quite some time. Uh, Mike Vrabel, a heartbreaking loss for the Tennessee Titans, going for it on a two point conversion instead of sending it to overtime. Heartbreaking loss for Tennessee. The Browns they fumbled in their own territory in overtime, giving giving that giving that game away to the Buccaneers. And the Eagles, they had a 17-0 lead going into the fourth quarter, and they blew it to Carolina. And, of course, the Dallas Cowboys against the Redskins. At the end of the game, the Cowboys could have sent it to overtime with a 52-yard field goal. It looked like it was going to be good, 
and then it hit the crossbar. So some other things that I've learned, uh, let's, you know, and just a player observation right now in the scouting academy, which is a, you know, a, where I go to get my education. The player that I'm focusing on right now is Morris Claiborne, the Jets cornerback. And I have to say the Jets, he, he is an outstanding cover corner who the Jets do not make very good use of. The, the Jets have to stop doing this press and bail and all this bail technique BS that they're doing. It does not fit the strength of Morris Claiborne, who really could be in, who really, I believe, can be a Pro Bowl cornerback if they just use him exclusively as a press cover corner. I would have liked to see them match him up more against Adam Thielen today. That's something I think the Jets could have done better. Jacksonville, they need a trade for a quarterback. No question about it. They, they, are, they, they are a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. When Leonard Fournette is healthy, they will certainly be that with the addition of a quarterback. The Rams and the Patriots, right now they are the Super Bowl favorites from each conference. The Baltimore Ravens, they are one running back away from being a Super Bowl contender. The struggling quarterbacks played better today. Bounce back games by Dak Prescott and also Marcus Mariota. And the coaches, they got big balls. You look at the Saints versus the Ravens. Both coaches kept going for it. They were allergic to, they were allergic to kicking field goals. And, of course, Mike Vrabel going for it uh, with his two-point conversion uh, instead of sending it to overtime. And Adrian Peterson is still one of the best running backs in the NFL. On Sunday Night Football, yet again, the Kansas City Chiefs blew out another team. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals 45-10. to and considering how good the Bengals' offense looked to, to start the year, it's really been disappointing the last couple weeks. Uh, I thought they would have played and scored a lot more points against the Chiefs against the Chiefs' defense, who's been struggling all year long and been one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And surprisingly, Cincinnati, as good as their offense has been, only 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 put up ten points. Uh, when I look at when I look at MVPs for this game for the Cincinnati Bengals, it's wide receiver AJ Green. He was the one bright spot that they had on offense. For the Kansas City Chiefs, Kareem Hunt, their running back, was absolutely outstanding. Go back and watch some of his film tonight. Uh, I thought outside of Patrick Mahomes, he was he was the best player on the field. And to be honest, he may have been the best player on the field. But at the end of the day, last year the Kansas City Chiefs had Alex Smith as their quarterback. And they had the same players on offense, but they were not putting up 40-plus points a game. Patrick Mahomes changes that completely. That is the reason that their offense is so potent right now. Without him, they don't score as many points. Kareem Hunt was absolutely outstanding tonight, but still, Patrick Mahomes is my game MVP, and at this point, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL in 2018. All right, guys, that wraps up everything for today. On Wednesday, I will be taking a couple questions, but Wednesday's show is going to be a special one. I am going to give you my rankings and player evaluations for the 10 most electric offensive players in the NFL in 2018. This is Steve the Scout with the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. Talk to you guys on Wednesday. Have a good one. So, after another week of detailed player analysis, Steve the Scout rides off into the sunset, into his kitchen, to eat chicken wings and french fries. You on Wednesday, same scout time, same scout channel. <laughs> <laughs>